Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. D103. Call Patricia with your comment. 1850-333-103. And we're going to the Island Wood Veterinary Hospital in Newmarket, part of the Mill Street Veterinary Group, where Jane Pickett joins us. Good afternoon to you, Jane. Hi there. And you're very welcome to the programme. Okay, straight in with uh, questions. Uh, Jane, another Jane says, how do I get rid of cat flu in older cats? I have tried things like antibiotics, etc., all to no avail. Flu is a really, really big, challenging collection of diseases. So there's a number of different viruses and bacteria that can cause cat flu, all presenting with very, very similar symptoms. So in cats, cats normally present with cat flu with a snotty nose, sometimes a lot of sneezing, a little bit of coughing, but sometimes a, a, a lot of eye discharge as well. Gunky eyes is one of the most common ways I present, see them presenting um, at appointments first day. It can be really frustrating, both for the cat and for yourself, Um what I would say is hang in there. So what can happen is that cats can be infected with one of these viruses or bacteria that cause the syndrome of cat flu, usually very young in life. And sometimes it's something that they have once and it goes away, but more commonly it's something that hides out in the system. Um, so they'll get a first round of flu and then everything will look perfect. The virus will regress back into the system and wait until the cat is under a period of stress and the immune system is compromised and then it'll start up again. So this is why sometimes it can drag on quite a lot. Um, I think the main thing is that we keep the cat comfortable and happy and try and get it to resolve its symptoms as best you can. That's always the priorities with the the cases of cat flu I see. Um, I think work closely with your vet. I know it can be really challenging to sometimes not get a full cure, but the main thing really is controlling the symptoms and making your little cat comfortable. So sometimes that might involve antibiotics. Sometimes it might involve other strategies like uh, breathing in warm air, like nebulizing to soften up the mucus, things like that. I think your your vet will know your cat best and know the likely underlying cause of that cat flu best. So I think consult with your vet um, and just have faith in the plan because a lot of the time we, we, we don't really get a full resolution, but the pet will feel a lot better. Okay, Shirley by uh, WhatsApp to 0862103103. My cats and dogs are continuously sneezing. Uh, would Jane have a, a remedy? And obviously it's something that's just come on. Could that be hay fever? Actually, I was just thinking exactly the same thing. If they're all having a bit of a, a violent sneeze every now and again, it's very much like humans. Sometimes you can just have a, a something in the air, whether it be a pollen or something like that of a plant that we might not necessarily recognise as in flower or hanging around, but, you know, they will know it's there. Usually it's usually one animal that will become affected by it. 
And it may certainly be the case that more than one animal might be a little bit sensitive and might be having these kind of little inflammation of the airways, hay fever-like symptoms um, and doing a little bit of sneezing. But what I would say is I just, I'd, a little word of caution. Normally it's one or two pets because it's, it's like us. Not all of us get hay fever. Some of us do, some of us don't. It would have to be a bit of a coincidence for a number of the animals in the household to all get the same symptoms um, to be, let's say, a little bit allergic to some pollen that's out there. Far more common is if they have a little bit of a cold or a flu. Um, so they've all picked up, let's say, a little bit of a bacteria or a virus that might be causing uh, breathing symptoms, so might be causing sneezing or coughing. That's a lot more common. Um, as long as they're otherwise well in themselves, eating and drinking, running about like nobody's business and very happy, you could give it a day or two and see if it settles. However, what I would say is it probably might be best practice not to expose your animals to other animals over the uh, over the period of time, just in case it is a, a virus or an infection that they have. You don't want to passing them to, to somebody else. However, I would say if they're in any way ill in themselves or if it carries on for more than a few days, I think seeing your vet would definitely be the next course of action because there's a number of things that can cause underlying sneezing. It may be that they might need treatment such as an anti-inflammatory or an antibiotic, but really it's on a case-by-case basis. So I think if we're all well, you can give it a few days if there's any signs of other illness. And it might just settle down. It might just settle down. Okay, would Jane have any tips to stop a cat doing his business on my lawn, please? And I'm assuming this isn't the listener's cat. Oh. It's a neighbourhood cat. My heart goes out to you. It's it's really tough. (laughs) It's very tough and very frustrating when you see your beautiful lawn turn a funny shade of yellow. Um, It's a really tough challenge because their natural instinct is to mark territory. Um, So they've probably decided your lawn is beautiful enough that they want to to christen it with some some pee and claim it as their own. So it's a bit of a challenge. Um, There are products you can get. brand names there's one called Get Off there's many many other ones available and they just have a really funny smell now normally that would be if there's a particular spot that they keep going back to to urinate on um, or if there's a particular area that you really want to keep urine free doing it over an entire lawn would be a real challenge um, so I, I Do they have a tendency to return to the same spot? Do they like to sort of keep yeah, an area they, that's, they that's my toilet? Yeah sort of thing, they want yeah. to refresh the smell Because they're quite clean cats are Oh incredibly incredibly yeah. so generally if they pee somewhere it's on purpose yeah um, so they probably think they've done a very clever thing but it, well, it's not so clever when it wrecks the lawn it's really really hard you ca- you could try some of the products have a look online I think there is there's a number of products available that have a kind of a smell essentially that cats we might not smell it but cats might find it quite offensive to them um, so it generally means they don't want to be in that area so they don't feel like they need to mark it as their territory um, but as I say large areas will become a, a bit of a problem both cost wise and even just feasibility getting it done having barriers around if you can kind of find the way that the cat gets into your garden if it's not your cat and try and try and block that up so maybe access is a little bit more challenging than usual then that might be a, no, might be an easier way Cats are great at getting in and out oh, of places they if, they, if they need to Okay a couple of people have problems with dogs barking Hi uh, Jay I have a three-year-old golden Labrador. When I walk him, he barks at everyone. Any tips on how to stop him? I have two other Labradors. They're fine. It's only the golden Labrador. And we have another listener who has a Jack Russell, a female Jack Russell, who just is hell-bent on protecting its owner. And anytime anyone comes near the house or anyone comes near her, barks like mad. I mean, typical Jack Russell, you know, I'm the king of the castle kind of thing. Barking. How do you stop barking? With difficulty. Um, Time and perseverance. So I think it's really important to look at the underlying causes, really. I think our little dog that's out on the walks barking is everyone. Um, 
part of it could be kind of attention seeking, wanting to wanting to get nearer, but part of it could be protective and it's most commonly in my experience protective. Um they're with their owner and they are they're out in a strange place and they see other dogs and other people. Um they want to deter them away because they kind of feel like they're 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 the bodyguard in this situation. So a lot of the time it's really just a deterrent and there may not be any underlying aggression. They just want to keep their person safe a lot of the time. They don't quite understand that it's an unhelpful unhelpful behaviour. I think really important is socialising the pet, but in a controlled way. So I suppose if you know that that dog is going to do a lot of barking, having people around, if you if you have friends that have dogs, and, and this is provided that dog has not shown any aggression and in a very controlled environment, try and socialise them with other people and you know get comfortable with talking to other people and ignoring the barking. Um, a lot of the time, if we react to the barking in a negative way, that reinforces the behaviour in a sense because they, they can sometimes construe that as panic um, so they need to protect you more. So I think the more you can kind of just calmly go about your business, calmly try and socialise that dog with both people and other dogs in a very careful way, making sure there's no risk to anyone, then I think he may learn that he maybe doesn't need to protect you as much um, and the behaviour might calm. But I think really key to that is just remaining calm yourself and not panicking. I, I My heart goes out to you because my little dog, Sally, um, I, I took her on kind of quite late in life and I suspect she may not have been very well socialised before that. If I go walking in the woods, I automatically have to apologise to everybody I meet because she just barks at everyone because she thinks she's protecting me and yeah. she's never very well socialised. And I, I, it, it's quite an embarrassing thing, but I think the, the best strategy to really get them to calm down is just calmly talk to the people as they pass you by. Make sure that everybody's safe in the situation. Keep the dog on lead. Keep them away from people just so they don't feel overwhelmed and there's no potential for aggression. But really just keeping calm, pretending nothing's happening with the barking. Don't negatively reinforce it. But if they do keep quiet and have a positive interaction with people, really positively reinforce them. Tell them they're the best dog Ever, and I think it's just patience and time. Yeah, yeah, it's just not to react. Uh, yeah. Chris says, uh, Could you ask Jane, please, at what age can you get a female cat spade? Okay, so it really depends on your local vet. Um, cats actually have the potential to be able to have babies very, very young in life, so anywhere from four or five months onward. Um, so really getting in there early is is key to preventing the growing population of cats in the country. Um, I would say most vets would definitely be happy to do it from, let's say, a five, six months of age. Some vets will request that you pop in for a pre-neutering appointment to weigh them and assess whether they're kind of a good weight for surgery. Um, I know lots, lots of places will do them very younger from about four months onwards. I think the best thing to do is have a chat to your, your local vet where, where your cat will be having the operation, discuss the procedure with them, and they'll discuss the, the situation individual to your cat, uh, your cat size, because there's great variability actually yeah. depending on their... So like on, humans. On, yeah, exactly like humans. So some, uh, you know, a four-month-old cat might be a big bruiser of a cat, but another one might be absolutely teeny tiny. So I think speak to your vet, discuss with them their preference and go from there. But the best thing to do, Chris, good move. Yeah. All right, listen, have a good week. We'll talk to you next Thursday. Thank you very Thank much. Thank you for that. Bye-bye. Jane Pickett of the Islandwood Veterinary Hospital in Newmarket, part of the Mill Street Veterinary uh, Group. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. 
Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at UH1.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.